Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone. Thank you for joining me on the screen porch. It's another glorious spring day, although it's a bit windy, so hopefully uh, we will be able to muddle through the noise. I'm enjoying the breeze, actually, and it's quite chilly, but lovely for a spring day. So, how fun to hear from those of you who reached back after our last chat about shaping up with Forsythia. It seems many favor allowing Forsythia to be its fabulous fountain shape. Kevin Murphy, an associate who's become a friend, shared a personal post. He wrote, I enjoyed your podcast on trimming Forsythias. I posted a similar dilemma on my personal page. Laugh out loud. He attached a photo of his post, which said, To trim your Forsythia is like trimming the mane of a lion. I guess you can, but I like the natural. He also attached a video, which was so cool. His Forsythia was flowing in the wind next to his neighbors, groomed as a tight, tight hedge. I like mine better. What do you think? It was such a neat post and so coincidental, right? What was particularly heartwarming about his post was the photo of the lion resembling the pin theme of this year's Comfort Zone Camp, a grief camp for kids and young adults. I wrote back, Ah, I love your post. I just returned from a camp weekend, and the theme this year is Roar, the graphic a lion. How coincidental. Although I have to say, I'm not sure there is such a thing as coincidence. I prefer to think of it as, you know, joined energy that we all share between ourselves. Kevin is trained as a volunteer, too, at Comfort Zone Camp. What a gift to give back. The experience over the weekend inspired this week's column, themed from a book received as a gift that I have gifted to others. The column titled Sharing Comfort also talks about making more plants from existing plants and sharing the gift with others. And it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. Walking Jolie the morning after attending Comfort Zone Camp, a grief camp for kids, became a reflection of cherishing the season's magnificence unfolding. We count on it from year to year. Some may take it for granted. Others marvel with gratitude. I noticed the light green foliage of Forsythia coming in, mixing with the golden flowers, still plenty to enjoy. It propagates by layering, as we spoke about last week. Branches bend atop the soil and readily root. Perennials are emerging too, inviting us to divide them to share with others, reminding me of a column long ago, worthy of a refresher. Many say it's best to divide spring and summer blooming perennials in the fall and fall bloomers in the spring. That way, all of the plant's energy can go to the root and leaf development rather than flowering, which does make sense. But I believe most perennials recover better if divided in early spring, just as new growth emerges no matter when they bloom. The root systems are full of stored energy, and they are less likely to suffer physical damage and leaf evaporation, which is known as transpiration. Plus, the young foliage is easier to dig around. So there you go, much easier to do than having to work around fully developed plants. There's more to the story about dividing perennials, and maybe at the end of our chat we'll have time for that. But if you wouldn't mind, first, I'd like to share a story that occurred before leaving for Comfort Zone Camp. 
I volunteered as a floater, a behind-the-scenes kind of role, allowing me to attend a lifelong friend's milestone birthday party on Saturday. Michelle lost her husband unexpectedly in June, and her sons had created the surprise party, and I just couldn't miss it. It was important, and it was a glorious event. So as I was leaving, I spotted Jolie in the woods midway up the hill behind the vegetable garden while getting into my truck to head to camp Sunday morning. Kurt blended into the scene wearing a moss-colored hoodie. We found a fox den. Is Jolie interested or fearful of the pups? No, she's more focused on the squirrels, he laughs. The pups likely smell like other dogs, I said back, which she loves, unlike her predecessor, Miss Ellie May. After camp, while having dinner, we could see the three adorable fox pups, also called kits or cubs, frolicking. It was so cute, like watching a litter of puppies. So cute. I grabbed my camera and attached the zoom lens, but branches impeded the clear shot. I did notice the mama fox on the fallen tree watching over, which made me feel better. I was thinking, where's your mama? As these little pups were frolicking, it was so cute. I thought about last year's story about the garden foxes, which includes fun fox folklore. It's featured in episode 24 and includes how to prevent fox from pilfering vegetables by strategically fencing. Our vegetable garden is still not fenced. It'll likely be year two of staking and deer netting as a workaround, but that's okay. I'm willing to share a little bit with our fox friends. One of the gifts I gave Michelle is a book, also given to me. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse, illustrated and handwritten by Charlie Mackesee. I cherish my copy, read several times. Each time is a new experience. Today, an excerpt in the intro rang out. I hope this book encourages you, perhaps, to live courageously with more kindness for yourself and others, and ask for help when you need it, which is always a brave thing to do. Don't you just love that? It's something I think many of us hesitate to ask for help. Asking for help is being brave was shared during the memorial service, the concluding event of the weekend camp, also attended by parents and guardians. Indeed, we need each other especially during tough times. In the book, the boy and the mole meander into the wilderness. It's the wild, said the mole. Don't fear it. Imagine how we would be if we were less afraid. Then the boy and the mole are sitting on a branch in a tree, looking at the stars and the moon. A red fox walks below them. In the scene, the mole is not afraid of the fox, despite his rant. If I wasn't caught in this snare, I'd kill you. The mole chews the wire to set the fox free. They become great friends. Then comes profound wisdom from the mole. One of the greatest freedoms is how we react to things. Yes, indeed, that's something we all have control of, don't we? This morning, while taking Jolie out for the first call, she launched out of the door like a racehorse for the squirrels. None are in sight. But there's the mama fox sauntering up the hill keeping a watchful eye on her den. We both stand silently, watching her. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Yes, indeed, taking time to marvel over the miracles in nature is something that is so, I don't know, remarkable, isn't it? As was the remarkable resilience of the young people attending Comfort Zone Camp. We have a bit more time. We can talk about more of the how-tos of dividing perennials. I'll put the link in the show notes. But there are two basic ways of dividing them. Firm, dense roots like hosta or ornamental grasses will need to be cut apart with a sharp knife or a spade. 
Tangled and fibrous roots or clumps can be teased apart by hand, with two garden forks placed back to back, then pulled gently apart. Before you dig up your plant, water them thoroughly if Mother Nature hasn't, and prepare the hole or giveaway pot where the division is going to go. Choose a cloudy, chilly day, ideally with light rain, in the forecast to keep roots from drying out. While there are many spring to-dos, this one is one that I marvel at. Making more of what you have and sharing with others adds to the delight. And it helps rejuvenate the old and keeps vigorously multiplying plants under control, which is a good thing. Thanks so much for coming by. I always look forward to visiting with you. And if you've enjoyed it as well, please share the podcast with your friends. And I'd love more five-star reviews if you feel so inclined as it helps in the rankings so others can find us and join our community, learning and growing in the garden of life. Thanks so much. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.